No one man should have all that power. Welcome to the Rankin Overreact Podcast. I'm Zach Harper. That's the cultural anthropologist for the athletic, Wazni Lambre. And we are back with power rankings. I do the power rankings. You tell me how bad they are. Waz reads the comments and I defend myself. That's how this goes. So Waz, what is the theme of the return of the NBA? Well, before before we get into the, the power ranking and, you know, the reaction from our fantastic readers at the athletic, I just want to say in the words of the great Queens, New York native LL Cool J, don't call it a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know it's not going to (laughs) happen. But yeah, I would say the theme, man, um, this, and again, this is going to shock you as we've done many of these episodes. Boston fans, not happy. What is not happy, not happy. People of Boston, you'll be surprised to learn, Zach, are actually... Not happy. Um, what? You might have ranked teams that are probably better than them ahead of them is that, on the power ranking, and so therefore they're upset. That's what it's supposed to do. They're supposed to, if you're better, you get ranked higher. Well, you know, people, Boston, bias, it, it, oh. you know, it's just, it, is, it just is what it is. But I think the general feeling is just a, a happiness and a contentment with just being able to think about this stuff again, right? Sure. Like being able to parse who's who would be better cannon fodder for the Lakers, the the Portland Trailblazers or the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Like things that become so trivial in the midst of a pandemic and a popular right. uprising. I think folks are happy to be back to thinking about trivial matters um, of that nature. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad that we can all come together and just decide – Oh, that's the food chain right there. Except for Boston, because Boston apparently is the top of the food chain. Should I rank them? If I rank them first, would Celtics fans be mad? <laughs> no, <laughs> they might be suspicious because we do have a uh, reputation at this point. Specifically, oh, myself, they might we, be suspicious we have a of the right. troll. But no, 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 no. I don't. I don't think they would be mad at all. All right. Okay. All right. What do we got? All right. So first up, we got Wilson F. And Wilson, um, I, I think your, lock, your Rockets take got a lot of traction this week. But Wilson says, quote, as much as I hated the NBA having to stop, I do think my team, the Rockets, benefited the most. Harden has always run out of gas around the Western Conference Finals. But more importantly, we've been running P.J. Tucker into the ground. And now he ha- he's had months off the rest that he normally only gets in the offseason. Without the COVID break, I didn't see us advancing past one series win. But with a fresh Harden and Tucker and no Golden State Warriors death squad, I have a lot more hope for the playoffs. See, Waz, you know um, I love our Houston fans. They've been nothing but reasonable all year. And I am, you know, we're supposed to remain impartial when it comes to this stuff. I'm openly rooting for the Rockets to win the championship because no one's going to know how to deal with it. (laughs) Nobody, absolutely nobody. With the break, with the COVID, with the no fans in the stands, with, you know, everyone's at Disney World, nobody will know how to parse that out. I'll tell you one person who will. That's what I want. One person absolutely will, and that's Daryl Morey. He'll find a way to spin it as the greatest achievement in the history of sport. Because that's what Daryl Morey does. Like, he'll he'll 100% figure out a way to make this one of the greatest happenings that sports has ever seen. Um, And, of course, he's going to parlay it into a new situation. Reed J says... 
To quote Waz, and this is related to the, hold on, to quote, he's quoting Waz, but he gives James Harden a really great nickname, which is also in quotation marks. So bear with me, folks. Um, To quote Waz, let's see James, Kendrick Perkins pick to lead the Rockets to the championship due to losing weight, Harden. Hit those step backs in the playoffs. I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping he doesn't run out of gas because if the Rockets flame out, if the Rockets flame out like they have done so spectacularly the last few years, um, I do want to see what the new excuse would be. It can't be ran out of gas. My okay, so be my thing about James Harden is that we have never seen him be great in the biggest rounds. Meaning conference finals and the, the NBA finals, which whatever he was young right before he got traded to Houston, whatever. But we yeah. have literally never seen him play great in those rounds. We've seen him be great in the regular season. We've seen him be great um, in second round playoff series and first round playoff series. We've never seen him play great in a big series. Not to say those other series aren't big, but you know, the biggest series. Right. And so that's my thing with James Harden is a sort of wait and see with him. Well, yeah, Watson, for me, it's it's not so much about the playoff series as much as the elimination games. Mm. He has some odd elimination mm. game failings. And it, that's the thing, too, is like we've killed him for not beating the Golden State Warriors dynasty, right? And it's not that he hasn't beaten them. It's the way he's lost to them. That's the thing that's confusing. That's the thing that's alarming to me. That's the thing that that gives me pause when it comes to trying to figure out if he's a great playoff performer. Because we've seen some great playoff performances out of him. It's just the elimination games. There's always something weird happening. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think the step back stuff, again, I've never seen it be effective in the playoffs for real. Uh, The foul-seeking behavior has never completely worked in the playoffs the way it's a weapon in the regular season. And these aren't just like ancillary parts of the guy's game. This is one of the main components that helped the machine of his offense function and the machine of the Houston Rockets offense as a whole function since he's, you know, at the fulcrum of it. Uh, You know, every, all of that stuff remains to be seen. Um, And one last James Harden note from Sam D uh, and really it's just an opportunity to take an unnecessary shot at Chris Paul. And Sam D says, I don't see how you dock the thunder for Chris Paul's playoff failures. But didn't do the same thing for the Rockets with James Harden and the Brody. Who Westbrook actually has a checkered playoff pass. Westbrook too. has been garbage in the playoffs yeah. the last few years. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Like now, but at least now, ever since KD left, he's always been the guy. At least now he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. So maybe that'll help him. I don't know. Right, but in 2016, he was god-awful those last three games against Golden State. Like, he mm-hmm. was bad to the point where Golden State Warriors were openly telling reporters, like, Westbrook is why we won. Um, right. They loved playing on Westbrook because they knew they could just go them into ego, ego, ego plays and rarely make the smart play. So, yeah, I think Westbrook's playoff performances – since 2016 have been spotty and that's being charitable. Uh, okay. Uh, man, uh, we spent so much time talking about the Sixers this season. Andrea M. Andrea M. Can, can never be sure with that spelling, with the pronunciation. You just, it's like individual each person. Andrea, Andrea, Andrea. Like, I, I mean, you can never know which direction it's going to go. Just, just call him, just call he or she Dre. 
<laughs> Dre M. Word. Shout, shout to my ex-girlfriend, Andrea. Um, as a Sixers fan, <laughs> I, I completely agree with your assessment. The road Whoa. issues is a huge one. The only thing I would add to your physically dominating part is that they are also dominant on defense. I think it will be easier for teams to get back into their defensive groove and the level of their defense early could shock their opponents. It could. It could. That's the thing I'm trying to figure out is how easily team defense comes back. Because that's the other thing when assessing all this stuff was – we have no idea what to expect, right? It's not like coming back from a long all-star weekend right. uh, in, in, in February. Like this is – we're talking by the time they come back, like close to 20 weeks of no you know, organized basketball. And so I don't know if things click again. I don't know if that offense of the Dallas Mavericks is still that good. I don't know if the defensive capabilities of the Sixers or even a team like the Clippers who were relatively still new together with their key components – I don't know if those things are are aspects of the game that you can actually hone in on and say, yes, I know that they can do that. Now, maybe the Sixers will will be physical enough, things will be rusty enough for their opponents that they can lock in defensively, but that defense, it isn't just about, oh, I want to stop this guy. It's about communication. It's about knowing where everybody is. It's And they had relatively new parts throughout the entire season. Even Tobias Harris is in a different role than what he was last year. Al Horford coming in, they couldn't figure out how to play him with Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons is a monster defensively, but when you throw him and Josh Richardson and Al Horford all into the mix together, there's still a lot of newness there that they haven't hadn't figured out, especially on the road. At home, dominant. At home, dominant defensively. But on the road, they suck defensively. And I don't know that we can guarantee that they'll be good. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you bring up the uncertainty of it all because it's a it's a great point, Zach, because we don't know what to expect out of a team after spending two nights in L.A. and having to play on a Sunday afternoon, right? right. Like, this is smack dab in the middle of a season. Juice is flowing. Offensive, offensive philosophies and defensive principles mastered, fully mastered. We don't know what to expect under those circumstances. A three-and-a-half-month layoff, um, that leaves, that puts the uncertainty at such a higher level. But what I will say is, I think when Joel Embiid is engaged, he's the best defensive player in the league. And yeah. um, he has no reason not to be. Uh, and so as long as he's efforting on that end of the floor, I think there'll be a great defense. Uh, now, this is a new component we've added to the show, Zach. We've never taken a gripe from Twitter. Oh, um, we usually just go with the comment section of your articles. But this time we decided to go with this guy because it encapsulates the typical um, <laughs> indignant commenter on um, Internet sports sites. Eric Munson says on Twitter, Bucks have been unquestionably the best team, the team to beat all year. Number two makes total sense. <laughs> so... I tried to help. Uh, I tried to help Eric out. I said, just so you know, the best team to beat doesn't. That's not a. Th- that doesn't make any sense. Like it's either the team to beat or, or the best, best team. team. So then someone called me pedantic Pete, and I said, any notes on the guy whining that I said his favorite team was top two in the NBA? He said, no, that was reasonable. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. That me saying, yo, it's the top two team in the league, and they have the best chance in the East to to get to the finals and win the championship. That that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. Look, I'm of the mind that the best three teams in the NBA are the Bucks, the Lakers, 
and the Clippers. Um, yes. I think if you feel like you can make any real distance, that you can show me some real distance between any of those three teams, I'm going to kind of look at you a, a certain way. I'm not opposed to seeing any of those three teams in any order because I think they're so close and they've shown themselves at their best to be the best teams in the NBA this season. And so I don't know how you could really quibble with the Bucks at number two, which leads us to our next comment. Anthony L says, the Clippers really came out of this frenzy smile. The restart gives Jerry West chess moves a hell of a chance for a Leonard commercial yelling, I'm going home to Disneyland after they beat the Bucks in six. Wow, calling the shot. You know what? So here's the funny thing. Even though I had the Clippers third, I'm still picking the Clippers. Like, if you tell me to pick a champion from this year, I'm still going the Clippers. Like, I've been pretty steadfast on that all year. As far as we know, Kawhi's knee is okay. The shoulders for Paul George are good. I still have questions about whether they're a cohesive unit on the floor and, and what Morris being added to the mix means for them, right? Like, there's still a lot of questions I have. But in terms of just... This team rising above the other teams, I like the way they match up with the Lakers. I like the way they match up with the Bucks. I like the way they match up against every team in the Western Conference that they could face. And so, yeah, the Clippers would be my team, like the whole, you know, unnecessary gun to your head. What, you know, that's the other thing was. We don't need gun to our head anymore. Right, right. You like, can just say, "Hey, yeah, pick the pick them." I don't need the threat. I don't need the threat right. of uh, of being murdered to to make a decision that's going to have absolutely no consequences. Because if I'm wrong about the Clippers, then I'm wrong about the Clippers. It doesn't matter. But if I have to pick, I would go with the Clippers. But if you said that's that's not who I'm going with, I'm going with the Bucks. I would say, "Oh, okay." If you said, "No, I think LeBron and AD are going to do it with They're the Lakers," figure it oh, out, okay. Yep. Now, if you tell me the Denver Nuggets are going to do it. I got some questions. Right. Not that they can't. Right. I just got some questions nah, of why can't. you're so certain about that. They can't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they can't. What I will say about the Clippers, and we got to watch them really closely all season long, is their peaks and valleys are, I think, as wide as any teams has been in the NBA this season. In yeah. that, I mean, they've thrown up some stinkers while also looking like complete and utter world beaters. And I think the case for the Clippers is, one... They have probably the best one-on-one isolation score in the NBA right now. Yes. Um, a score. Some people might say James Harden's a better isolation player because of his playmaking ability, which is fine. But if you want a bucket and it's yeah. based on a one-on-one matchup, give me Kawhi Leonard. Well, because Kevin Durant is right. Because Kevin Durant right. is, yeah. is okay. not in the that, NBA just, right I now. wanted to quell yeah, yeah, those yeah, yeah, mentions yeah, right people, there. Yeah. You know, whatever. Kevin Durant hasn't played since last year, June. Um, And so I would absolutely say that's Kawhi Leonard. And then on the defensive end, although I would say that they're soft in the middle, they're soft inside, they have the two biggest, longest wing defenders. And like that first game against that game against Boston, where Kawhi and Paul George is just swallowing up every single wing on the Celtics. And these are quality all-star level wings. I'm like, this is freaking scary. And so I think if they're able to harness that, it's, it's going to be lights out. And, and that's the thing, too, Waz, is because not not only do you just have those guys, right? They have defenders up and down. Uh, the numbers with Zubats on the floor for rim protection rebound have been good, so, but I, I still don't trust it. I know some yep. Clippers fans are saying we're, we're fine because we, no, they've been good in this Zubac situation. Is, I still he's a target. <laughs> I, yeah, he's a target. So I, I don't trust that. But if you can 
if you can have those wings locking everything up, and then you just have Patrick Beverly playing the Ed Reed role, yep. just playing free safety and yep. making plays, yep. that's dangerous. Yep. The only issue I have is if they have to play Lou Williams at the end of the games. We saw all season long that was a target. Yeah. That was food for the other team. Yeah. And so they have to figure that dynamic out because Lou was a real detriment to them down the stretch of games, even though he hit some big shots. But, man, I mean, it's Kawhi, it's Kawhi and Paul George, like, coming out there swarming. And they can do it on uh, – well, Kawhi can do it on offense. Playoff P has been a little <laughs> hit or miss. Um, Zachary Owen, to round out this Lakers-Clippers-Bucks discussion, says, so the Lakers beat the Clippers because Avery Bradley had one good game, and that makes them tops. And let's not forget the reality that the Bucks being better than both. Um – Look, I, I think the case for the Lakers. <laughs> what? The case for the Lakers is that LeBron James will be going full tilt and they have yeah. AD. That's the case. And if you right. if you don't understand why that's a damn good case, right. I don't know what to tell Then you don't understand also, NBA basketball. <laughs> oh, you can't say that anymore, Waz. <laughs> can't say that anymore. Um, <laughs> this is the thing. As we try to figure out what's what's reliable what you can count on as we come back from yeah. this unprecedented you know event right lebron james might be one of like four players who has a full gym full court full right. access to keeping his body going like for all we know lebron james hasn't missed a beat in all this right. and everyone else has to catch up right. like lebron's been doing the versa climber he's been swimming right. he's been right. shooting baskets he's had his kids rebounding right. for him like LeBron's been working out just fine. For, that, that's why they were tops. Like, you can talk me into the Bucks, You can talk me into the Clippers. Um, you can even talk me into the Raptors making the NBA Finals at this point, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm open to all of it. But I know LeBron James stayed in shape. I don't know what anyone else was able to do. Facts. Nathan P. says... Pacers are getting no love after overtaking Philly in the standings, despite injuries to Brogdon and Lamb. They won seven games more than the Grizzlies, but are one spot higher? That's all right. Go ahead and sleep on the Pacers. Okay. Uh, here, why is this me? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Hush, little oh, baby. Don't say a word. Pacers going to buy you a mockingbird. I, I just had a dream. I just had a wonderful dream of... Uh, of teams being afraid of Miles Turner. <laughs> what are we doing? Come on, man. The Pacers are a good team, but no one's expecting them to do no. anything in the playoffs, okay? It's if tough. they prove us wrong, congratulations, and the Indiana. Depot thing you won. Did, didn't look good when it happened in the flow of right. the season. Now it's supposed to come back, and what are we picking up from what we left off, which was right. bad. Yeah. They, they right. hadn't yeah, figured it out yet. And so maybe his body's right, but you still have over a year of rust not worked off. It's not it's not going to be three, four months of rust for him to work off. Like, we're talking over a year now. It may take him more than those eight games before the playoffs to get back on track. Like, I, I don't think you can count on Oladipo to be the star that he's supposed to be. If you could tell me, yes, Oladipo's back to 100% and his game is on point and everything, all right, I'm, I'll consider moving these teams up. But, yes, the Pacers, out of the teams we have to take seriously, the Pacers are, are lower than just about every other playoff team. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, I don't even think there's anything to add there. I want to read these two comments in tandem because they're both related to the Boston Celtics. Edward C. says, the Celtics should be higher than the Nuggets and the Rockets. They should be at fifth, maybe fourth. Brian K. in a related message says, 
In what world is Miami higher than the Celtics? Oh, covers face with hands emoji. Oh. You know, you know what world it is, Waz? It's the world where they have to defend a pick and roll with Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor in the playoffs. It's that world. Okay? Maybe it'll work. Maybe Brad Stevens is a genius that has figured out how to how to like subside that problem. But that is what teams will be hunting out. Okay, throw Daniel Tyson there. Throw whatever the hell a Time Lord is. I don't. I still don't understand that nickname. But okay, throw him in there. Throw six foot five Grant Williams in there, who's a rookie. That's fine. They're still going to hunt out those guys. And as good as Jalen Brown is, as good as Jason Tatum is, as good as Kemba is on offense, and as good as Gordon Hayward can be. And of course, you have Marcus Smart defensively. As good as that, those guys are. You still have to protect the rim, and you still have to not get eaten alive on a pick and roll. And until the Celtics prove they can do that over and over and over again, because that's what's going to be hunted out in the playoffs, playoff matchups. Yes, I'm going to think that Miami, who has Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo to defend those situations, are a little bit better. Yeah, and I understand that for six weeks, Jason Tatum was a combination of George Gervin and Larry Bird and. People were getting excited all over the country. Sure. Um, my man Brian Windhorst was definitely excited because he's one of the biggest Tatum fans on the planet outside of Tatum's immediate family. But the fact remains to me in that series, Jimmy Butler's better than every single Celtics player, in my opinion. Yeah. And he because he's shown that in playoff situations um, to me. And so I don't see why it's some travesty that a a very deep Miami squad, um, one of the best coaches in the NBA, Eric Spolstra, um, no disrespect to Brad Stevens, um, would have a great shot of getting this thing done in the playoff series. Yeah, yeah. and I have concerns about Miami's youth because they are still a very young team. Like Duncan Robinson's young. Obviously, Kendrick Nunn's a rookie. Tyler Hero's a rookie. Bam Adebayo doesn't have a lot of experience. But he took a leap this year. Like, they still have enough veterans on that roster bringing Iguodala in just for the understanding and the IQ of it all. Maybe he can't hit shots anymore. Maybe he's not a good good enough defender anymore. But that veteran presence will calm those guys down. And you mentioned the key there. I think they have a coaching advantage over Boston. Mm. I think Eric Spolster is by far a better coach than mm. Brad Stevens. And that's not a knock on Brad Stevens. I just think Spo's that good. Same. Uh, and our last comment comes from Joe M., who agreed with you, Zach? He says the Raptors oh. is the team least affected by home court. They perform the same regardless. Uh, I don't know. That I mean, that's I don't. True. Yeah. First of all, they have think. one of the most amazing home courts in the NBA. Like their fans are incredible. Um, I don't know that that's true, but I do think there's something about their championship pedigree, and I do yeah. think that that will carry over in this weird setting. That because guys like Cal Lowry and Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, Mark Gasol went through all of this last season um, and, and they just performed admirably in the highest pressure moments. I think that's going to, you know, equip them quite well in this setting. Yeah, and we still haven't seen it yet, so it's a little tough to judge. But I do have concerns about Pascal Siakam as the number one guy. Because let's, let's yep. be honest. He wasn't that good in the playoffs last year in Not terms on of offense. offense. He yeah. got he got completely neutralized in that Philly series once they put a big on him. He had a couple of big games, and then he would follow that with a couple of really bad games. Now, he could still play defense. He could still play making everything. But in terms of being the number one guy and in, in carrying a team in the playoff series, we literally have not seen that yet. So it's fair to question that. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. I think that, you know, the combination of Moxie, I think you're going to need a willingness from 
guys like Mark Gasol and Cal Lowry to shoot way more than they normally like to. Um, and I think the Raptors, you, everybody knows I got a, you know, a bias towards the Raptors. I, I, I picked them to go sure. to the finals last year. Uh, <laughs> um, but, hey, I'm just really excited to see them come back. Um, and, Zach, man, I'm really excited to be back thinking about the NBA. Um, and, you know, we just got to wait another 50 days for it to happen. It's just a quick 50 days, Laws, and we'll be back to yelling about who didn't make the big shot and who's sitting out because they're afraid of coronavirus and all that stuff. We can get back to business in Orlando at the Disney World Resort. Well, we won't be there. We won't be there. You, you <laughs> no. can't get me to go outside right now. No. But, but our our fearless our fearless journalist at the Athletic will will have you covered. You can read about everything going on at the Athletic. You can check out the podcast, check out the videos, check it all out. Go to theathletic.com. Sign up if you haven't signed up. For Wazzy Lambert, I'm Zach Harper. This has been Rank and Overreact. <laughs> Thank you.